Thank you, Brother Gordon. It is good to see each of you this afternoon. I hope and trust you all have had a wonderful evening. If you will, let us all turn to Hebrews or Acts chapter 26, excuse me, Acts chapter 26. Uh, and tonight I'm going to be preaching upon being delivered. And we do need to be much in prayer for all of these that are traveling. Brother Keith and his family, let's do remember them. And as Brother Gordon said, all these on the prayer list. Uh, I know that many of them, they lie heavy upon your heart. So let's do remember each of these uh, tonight as well. And So let us look in Acts chapter 26, beginning in verse 13 through 20. And uh, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the king. Uh, and uh, it's amazing how God got the gospel to the king here. <clears throat> but uh, we see that he's able to deliver us uh, in everything that we do. He as I said this morning, He delivers us from the power of darkness, from the curses of the law, uh, but He also delivers us from all of our sins. And here, we're going to notice that how that God opens up our eyes. Uh, he delivers us from the power of darkness. That's why He saved the Apostle Paul. Let us begin here, if you will, in verse 13. It states, At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven. Above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. God has a reason for everything. Jesus didn't just appear to him, just like he doesn't just get a hold of our hearts for no reason. It is to use us for his glory and for his honor. So here he tells Paul his purpose to make thee a minister. You see, God called him. To be a minister. And a witness both of these things which thou hast seen. And of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. We see the good work that he began with Paul. And he's also telling him that there's still yet more to come. Just in our lives. He's not through with us, is he? Until he calls us home. Verse 17. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes. You see, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And so Paul is called to be a minister. He's going to preach the gospel. And that is the means whereby God opens up the eyes of those that are blind. And to turn them from darkness to light, turn them from a life of sin to a life of holiness. And from the power of Satan unto God. You see how when God gets a hold of us, how He turns our lives around? We start looking to God. We come to the light that our deeds may be made manifest. We no longer walk in the darkness whenever He grabs a hold of our heart and changes it. One of my favorite verses is in Proverbs 21 in verse 1 where it tells us that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water, and He turneth it whithersoever He wills. 
God changes our hearts for His honor and His glory. He turns us from the power of Satan. Notice that they may receive forgiveness of sins. When He turns us, the purpose is that we can receive the forgiveness of sins. An inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Repentance comes through the goodness of God, doesn't it? God grants it. And He turns our hearts around. He changes our minds because of His goodness. Let us pray today. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, as we bow before Thy presence, we're so thankful for Your only begotten Son dying for our sins, for Your Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us into all truth, comforts us. Heavenly Father, we humbly pray for each of these on the prayer list. We pray for Brother Keith and Heather and their family as they travel. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would give them a safe journey. And Lord, we pray for our soldiers, our missionaries that are abroad. We pray for the leaders of our nation and for the peace of Jerusalem. Lord, we ask for mercy and grace upon them. And Lord, we just ask for your help in every which way you choose to give it to us, Lord. And Father, we thank you for it. Lord, we pray for all of these that are out of your will, Lord, wherever they may be. Lord, we know you know where they are at. And Father, help us to understand your word tonight. Help us to rely upon you and not ourselves. For Jesus' sake, we ask all these things, not our will, but thy will be done. Amen. When we look into God's holy word and, and we see that you know his purpose is to take us out of darkness and bring us to his marvelous light, we see that we have something to live for. We have everything to live for. We live for Almighty God, the one that has this everlasting love for us, the one that is unchangeable. We know He's not going to change His mind about us. We know that He's going to be with us throughout eternity, forever and ever. And, and He will always have a favor unto His little children. Uh, that will never, ever change. And so uh, I see this in God, and we know that this purpose uh, that He has for our lives, we can know that you know, there's a reason for it. You know, there's a reason why we're here tonight. There's a reason why that we go throughout the week, uh, and it's to declare the Lord Jesus Christ. It's to tell others that, you know, we have been delivered from the power of darkness, and that we are serving a mighty God, one that causes us to win the victory over sin. And that's wonderful uh, news that we can carry throughout our entire life. And the devil, he would like to put a damper on that, so to speak, wouldn't he? He would like for us to stay quiet about the good news of the gospel. I'm amazed at how bad news gets around so quickly, aren't you? That's the way good news should spread about Jesus. But it doesn't, does it? Uh, so we must always be proclaiming the good news because of His love for our lives. Because God is able to deliver us. He delivers us from all of our sins. I want us to go to Acts chapter 1. If you, or Hebrews chapter 1, excuse me. Hebrews chapter 1. Notice how that... Christ is given the honor 
for purging us from all of our sins. And He alone, because He deserves that honor. Hebrews chapter 1, look in verse 3. The Bible says, Who being the brightness of His glory, and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. You see, Jesus came by Himself and called Paul, Saul of Tarsus, to be a minister. Saved him, delivered him from the power of Satan, granted him repentance, gave him faith in the Lord Jesus Christ out of the goodness of his heart. He added a son to glory, didn't he? And we find here that Jesus by himself purged our sins, just as he did Saul of Tarsus, without any help of our own. I want us to turn also to 1 John chapter 3 this afternoon. 1 John chapter 3, as we give the Lord glory and praise for everything that He has accomplished for us concerning our sins. He's able to deliver us from all of our sins. 1 John chapter 3, look in verse 5. And you know that He was manifested to take away our sins. And in Him is no sin. You see, He was the only one that was obedient all the way unto death. And He's the only one that can take away our sins. He's the only one that can save us from our sins. He takes all our sins away and then He saves us from our sins. I'm so thankful that whenever Jesus was born... In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible tells us, And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He takes them all away. They're all gone. He said it's finished upon the cross. What was finished? Paying the sin debt in full. That's what was finished. No more for us to ever have sin upon us. Because of what Christ did for us. In eternity, throughout the years, as the ages roll on, we'll be looking at one another clean and white, made whole 100%. All of our sins taken from us. All of our sins taken away. Jesus will see us in glorified bodies. We'll be like Him. Have a body fashioned like unto His glorious body, the Bible tells us. What a day that will be. Whenever Jesus performs all these miraculous acts toward His little children. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 tells us that He was made sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. It's in Christ that we are made righteous. And so we stand whole before Almighty God. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4 tells us, according as He hath chosen us in Him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. That's how we stand before God. That's how He sees us. And if we could see ourselves that way all the time, wouldn't that be amazing? Look how much joy we would have in believing this wonderful truth. 
All because He has delivered us from our sins. Let us notice what Peter tells us about the Lord delivering us from our sins. In 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. Let's just back up to verse 22 as well. Because it speaks about the righteousness of Christ. It says, who did no sin. Neither was God found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. But committed himself to him that judges righteously. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree. His own self. In his own body. His own righteous body. You see, he did it. That we, being dead to sins. Why are we dead to sins? Because he bore them all. That's why in Romans chapter 6, verse 11, it tells us to reckon yourselves therefore to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. We are alive unto God forevermore. When he saves us by his marvelous grace, the devil can't take that victory away from us. We've been made alive. And that's why we live unto God. And so, being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. Isn't it amazing? He called us out of darkness. Now we can live unto righteousness. Notice, by whose stripes you were healed. Not that you're going to get healed. No, by whose stripes you are healed. Oh, victory in Jesus. That's a victory Satan can never steal away from us. You know, the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. This is something he cannot get. This is God's plan for all of his little children. He cannot blame us anymore, can he? Because Christ took our punishment upon himself. He was blamed for our iniquities. And so now we are free. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And in John chapter 5 and verse 24, the Bible tells us that Jesus said, There is no condemnation. There is none. We're not under condemnation. We pass from death unto life. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. Shall not come into condemnation, but is passed. From death into life. You're not gradually passing. You have passed. That, that's past tense. From death into life. When you're born again, you never become unborn. Never. You're always a child of Almighty God. You're His. He's stuck with me. <laughs> and I'm glad I am stuck with Him. What a wonderful Father He is to us. So Jesus was delivered for all of my sins. He bore our sins by Himself. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 28 tells us, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for Him shall He appear the second time without sin. Unto salvation. I'm glad He's coming without sin. I'm glad He's going to see me without sin. They're gone. What a day that will be. 
I'm glad He took them all away. He saved me from my sins. Saved me from the power of Satan. He also delivers us from all of the wrath to come. When you're saved from your sins, you're saved from God's wrath, from God's anger. You're delivered from that ever, forever and ever. Look, if you will, in 1 Thessalonians. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians today. First Thessalonians. I want us to look there in chapter one and verse ten. The Bible says, And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus. Now notice, which delivered us. From the wrath to come. Jesus spoke so much about hell. And how that he is the one that can save us from this horrible place. He's the one that can deliver us from God's wrath. That's all you experience in torment. It's God's wrath. Look in John Chapter 3, I believe it is, in, it is in verse 36, where it tells us when we are still lost, we are under God's wrath. John chapter 3 and verse 36, and we need to be delivered from that. It says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. You see, God is angry with the wicked every day. When we are rebellious, Disobedient to Him and His commandments. God is angry with that. And we need to be delivered from the power of darkness. We need to be saved from all of our sins. And it's only the Lord that can do that. And so Almighty God, He has sent His only begotten Son to deliver us from His wrath to come. Let's go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let us notice also there... 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, look in verses 9 through 11. The Bible says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. That's why you don't get God's wrath, because Christ died for you. That whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. So we see that we are greatly blessed because of what He's done. It says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. So we see how much the Lord loves us, how that He died for us to deliver us from God's wrath. Because justice has to be satisfied, doesn't it? And as I said this morning, Justice was satisfied for God's little children when Jesus was hanging up on the cross. It was finished. Our transgressions were, were paid for. Not 99%, but 100% paid for. You don't have to worry about them if Jesus is your Savior. You are free from God's wrath forever. 
He will not punish you as He one day will punish sinners in torment for their deeds. Like the rich man that, that went to torment. And he had five brothers that had not made it there. And he was worried about their salvation. Brother Jonathan brought that up this morning in Sunday school. There was a place of torment. Lazarus didn't go there. The angels carried him up into heaven. We'll notice here in just a moment. But he was saved from all of his sins. But the rich man never repented, did he? So he endured God's wrath. That was over 2,000 years ago Jesus spoke about that. And today he is still enduring that same wrath. For the worm dieth not. Such a horrible place. No wonder the Apostle Peter said by the Holy Spirit, flee from the wrath to come. Run to Jesus. He's the only refuge that we have. Who is in heaven but Jesus? Who is our Savior but Jesus? The Apostle Peter said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Do you know Him today as the one that can save you from all your sins, the one that can deliver you from the wrath to come? Look in Romans chapter 5, verses 9 and 10 today. Romans chapter 5 and verses 9 and 10. We see that Jesus delivers us. The Bible says, Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. We're saved from this wrath. Hell is not our home. It is not going to be our destiny. Heaven is. Glory be to God. Because He has granted us repentance. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. See, there had to be a payment made. Our reconciliation came through His only begotten Son's death and His suffering. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. We live because He lives, don't we? We're justified because He's made us just. We're not justified by ourselves. We're justified by Him. Titus 3 and verse 5 tells us, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. What a Savior we have. What a friend we have in Jesus. Thirdly, let us notice that we get delivered from many of the evils that can come upon us in this life. Because we are God's children. Psalm chapter 23. I love that. Because David prayed. The Lord is my shepherd. See how personal it was to him. He's my shepherd. He said I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He didn't get there by himself did he? A good man's steps are ordered by the Lord, the Bible teaches us. 
So he maketh us to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth us beside the still waters. There's so many storms in life that we do go through, but there's also a lot of places that he leads us where there's peace. He leads us beside the still waters. He restores our soul. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You know, today we sit here in this congregation, but there are enemies around us, aren't they? We can look at it from a global scale and, and we can see that there are really mean enemies that we have. But He causes us to live here in peace at this moment in time. Knowing that He overshadows us. He prepares a table before us in the presence of His enemy, of our enemies. He said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm thankful that Almighty God out of His love and His mercy, He delivers us from a lot of evil. And we're chosen in the furnace of affliction. It doesn't mean evil doesn't ever come upon us, but He's with us through it all. And we're going to look at that, if you will, today. Let us turn to Second Thessalonians. Let us turn back over there, if you will. Second Thessalonians. Look in chapter 3. I want us to notice that in verse 2 and 3. Paul states, And that we may be delivered. Who is he relying upon? It was God. From unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. Now let us look at Second Timothy also. Because Paul states that God delivered him out of all these evils that he went through. And we know that the Apostle Paul was beheaded later in life. But he was delivered right on up into heaven, wasn't he? But in Second Timothy, I want us to notice there in chapter 3, look in verses 10 through 12. He states, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience, persecutions, and he's writing to young Timothy, afflictions. See, we're not exempt from evil things to happen to us, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But notice but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Who is he relying upon? His Lord. His friend. Yea, and all, and here comes us, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. We're not exempt, are we? But the Lord will deliver us out of them all. Because he's never going to forsake us. He's never going to leave us. So that we can boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. We know that He's with us. 
We can have faith. And the one that holds us in the palm of His hand. Jesus Himself said, My sheep hear My voice in John chapter 10, verse 27. And I know them, and they follow Me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of My hand. He said, My Father which gave them Me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of My Father's hand. I and My Father are one. And we're, with, we're His. We are His gifts. The Father gave us to His Son. And He cherishes us. We are the apple of His eye. He has this everlasting love for us. And when you touch His little children, He said, Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. But woe unto that man by whom that offense cometh. It would be better for a millstone to be hanged around that person's neck than for him to offend one of his little ones. His little children. We are cherished by our Heavenly Father. He has our hairs numbered on our head. He noticed the sparrow that fell in eternity. What makes us think he's not going to notice every wrong that's done to us? He sees those that harm us, that slander us, that criticize us, that do all these mean things to us. And many times He delivers us from unreasonable and wicked men. But many times we find that He allows them to hurt us like He did Christ. But there's always a purpose behind it. And we don't have to understand it like Christ understood it. We just know that many are our afflictions, but He will deliver us. Out of them all. Thanks be unto God for His wonderful promises. God cannot lie. He is our Lord that helps us throughout our life. A man's heart, the Bible teaches us, devises its way, but the Lord directs our steps. God can keep you away from evil. You know, in the Lord's Prayer, we pray, deliver us from evil. He has the power to do that, doesn't He? Guide you down the right direction in life. Guide your steps. We should pray that every day, shouldn't we? Lord, guide my steps today. Deliver me from my enemies. Because we cannot deliver ourselves, can we? We just, can't, we just cannot do that. God teaches us His way. The meek, the Bible tells us, will He teach His way in Proverbs chapter 25 in verse 9. John chapter 6 and verse 45, it is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me, Jesus said. See, God doesn't leave us alone. He teaches us His ways. He teaches us that even though we go through afflictions, He is going to deliver us. Even though there are many adversaries out there, He is on our side. And if God be for us, who can be against us? I love that verse, don't you? How I rejoice that God is for me. And you know what? If the majority is against you and God's on your side, you have the majority, don't you? You have the majority. So fourthly, I want us to notice He also delivers us into His heavenly kingdom. Look in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. Paul states, henceforth 
There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. We will admire our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ one day. I love what he told Peter just before he was going to be crucified. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. You know, he said, in my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. You see, heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. And it's because our Heavenly Father is going to send the angels to deliver us there. I think about when Christ was in the tomb. It was the angel that came down upon that tomb and removed that rock. And when they walked in, there was an angel on both sides of where Jesus was lying. And the Bible states that He was delivered up into heaven. Who delivered Him up there? I believe the angels did. Just as the angels delivered Lazarus up into heaven, I believe that's the same way Jesus went up into heaven. He's coming with the angels, isn't He? With ten thousands of His saints. Jesus said once He could have called twelve legions of angels. Seventy-two thousand around that. If He so chose to, to stop His crucifixion. But how then could we have been saved? He wasn't going to stop that plan, that wonderful purpose wherein He came to this earth. But the angels play a great part in life. The spirit world is an amazing world. The supernatural. The things that they can do. I thought about, you know, when the angel shook Peter just before, you know, uh, he was loosed. They'd already killed James. They had Peter in prison. And the angel came and shook Peter and told him to hurry up. You know, how they are involved in our lives because of that appointment that God has with His children to bring them home. Later on, we know that Peter was crucified, but upside down. Eleven out of the twelve apostles suffered a martyr's death. And many of God's children will. Over the centuries, it's happened. But one day, at the rapture, you know, God's going to call all His little children up at one time, isn't He? In a twinkling of an eye, the Bible tells us, We that are alive shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. All because He has power to deliver us into that beautiful place called heaven. And one day He's going to bring us back seven years after that. After He delivers this earth from all the sin and the every bad thing that's upon it, He makes it new. I'm glad that He one day will make it new like He's made us new. Aren't you thankful that He's in the delivering business? He's able to deliver us because of His love and His mercy. In closing, in Hebrews chapter 1, and verse 14, it tells us, Are they... Angels. Not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. 
I believe we have guardian angels, don't you? They are sent forth from heaven to here, to this earth. The Apostle Paul, you know, he was inspired to write that we can entertain angels unawares. The angels are innumerable, the book of Hebrews tells us, by the Holy Spirit. And it's all because of this one called Jesus. The one that died, paid our sin debt in full, the one that protects us, delivers us from all of our troubles, the one that helps us all throughout our life. May we always give Him praise and honor for everything that He does. Maybe you need to be delivered from the power of darkness. Maybe you need to trust in Him. Believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved for eternity. No one can do it for you, can they? It's between you and Almighty God. Let us all stand as Brother Gordon comes and we'll have an invitational hymn. If you will, let us all bow our heads in prayer. Dear gracious Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for your only begotten Son, dying for our sins, setting us free, knowing one day we're going to be delivered from all the wrath that you're going to pour out upon this earth and upon the ungodly. Father, we're thankful for this mercy that you have shown us. And Lord, we know that only you can do such a wonderful thing as to call us all home and change us in a twinkling of an eye. So Father, we're thankful. We're thankful for your guardian angels that you have created for our protection. We're thankful for all that you do for us. Lord, help us, guide us throughout this week and heal each one according to their sicknesses. Lord, we pray. Bless this invitation, Lord, as we sing praise to you for Christ's sake. Yeah.